Hi, everyone. Good evening. Wonderful to see you all here. Um, hmm. So, um, I thought we'd begin with just a few short minutes of um, just sort of settling into the body, um, settling into the moment. And then I have uh, a few remarks. And then we'll do a longer sitting together, which I'm hoping will be sort of framed and primed by the remarks I have. And then after the sitting, I'll open up the Zoom room for conversation, discussion, questions. Um, so, um, yeah, but to start, just, just appreciation and gratitude for the presence of all of you here tonight. It's wonderful to, to see you after a number of months away. I'm glad to be back. So um, please get into a position that would be comfortable for meditation for just a few minutes. So the body feels balanced. Comfortably erect so that the breath can move freely and naturally into the lungs, the front of the body can rise and fall, unimpeded. And to begin, let's just take a few deep breaths, breathing in through the nose, nice and deep and slow, and exhaling slowly, your slightly open mouth. Breathing in through the nose, feeling the whole upper body fill up with air. And exhaling slowly through your slightly open mouth. Really drawing Exhalation out. Just take a few more deep breaths in this way on your own. And now let your mouth come to a close. Let the breath move in and out through the nose. And please let the breath come and go in its own rhythm. No longer intentionally lengthening the breath in any way, just letting the breath breathe itself. However that feels. If you feel yourself in any way tempted to control or manage the breath, just notice that impulse and as much as possible, just try to refrain from managing the breath. Just let the breath 
come and go however it wants to naturally on its own, which may mean your breaths are short and shallow <clears throat> or uneven, and that's totally okay. Now let's uh, bring our awareness to a few different spots in the body as a way of grounding our awareness in the here and now. So to start, please bring your awareness to the soles of your feet. And just notice what kind of sensations there are to be found there along the bottoms of your feet. And remember, we're not thinking about the feet, or really as much as possible, letting our awareness really feel just what's going on. Is there any tingling, any tension, any pulsing? Let your awareness move down from the head where it spends so much of the day all the way down to the bottom of your body, the bottoms of your feet. Now let's bring our awareness to our buttocks. Just feel to begin the sensations produced by the contact between your bottom and whatever seat is supporting your weight. Notice how particular spots along your bottom are bearing more pressure, more weight than other spots. Now let your awareness move into the muscles in this part of your body, into your glutes. What kind of sensations do you feel in the muscles of your, of your bottom? Do you feel any tension? It's not unusual. Carry a lot of tension in our glutes throughout the day. Notice whatever sensations you encounter with softness. Now let's bring our awareness up into our lower back. Can you feel any 
movement in the lower back associated with the breath. As you breathe in and out, you feel any expansion in the lower back as your lungs inflate with air? Do you feel any tension or any discomfort in the lower back? Just acknowledge whatever there is to be felt here with gentleness, with acceptance. Now let's swing our awareness around to the front side of our body into the belly. What do you feel in your belly? Probably so many things. Most of us, perhaps all of us are carrying some tension in the belly, just gently notice how that tension feels. Let your awareness soften around the sensations of tightness or holding. You feel any movement in the belly associated with the breath, any slight rise and fall of the abdominal muscles as you breathe in and out. Just notice how that feels. And now let's bring our awareness up into our chest and just notice the sensations of the rise and fall of the chest as you breathe in and out. And a reminder, we're not managing the breath. There's no right way to breathe. Perhaps what you feel is some tension in the chest, a tightness or shallow breaths. Notice if you have ideas of what the breath should feel like and just recognize that those are just thoughts. Let the breath be as it is. Great. That's good for this short opening meditation. Um, <clears throat> feel free to move, stretch if that if you'd like to. 
So um, again, hello, hi. So I just have a few words um, that I just want to say about practice in general before we sit again um, for a little bit longer. Um, and I think maybe I'll begin by just asking a question that I'm not expecting an answer to, but one that um, that I'd like you to reflect on. And I guess since we stopped sitting together some months ago, um, how many of you have kept up a regular, you know, indeed daily practice on your own? Um, oh, you don't need to raise your hands. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm not... I'm not asking for a roll call. It's just, um, and how many of you, as I suspect may be the case for some of you, maybe a good number of you have had some trouble um, keeping up a regular practice. Again, not unusual, right? Um, not, it wouldn't be surprising. But the point is not whether or not we've been good or bad meditators, right? Whether we've been disciplined or not, right? Um, the question is, why, if we're having some difficulty keeping up a regular practice, that might be the case, and what it might tell us about our um, approach to meditation. Um, if we're finding it difficult to bring ourselves to sit regularly, um, If we're looking to get a particular kind of experience from our practice, to feel a certain way because we're practicing, it is inevitable that um, our practice will not always feel the way that we want it to feel. Right? There are times where it may help us feel calm or peaceful or settled or whatever it is that we're hoping to get out of it. But there are going to be other times and indeed many other times where it won't, right? Um, and if that happens enough, depending on our tolerance for discomfort, right? We're going to start wondering why we're practicing, what we're getting out of the meditation, like why we do it, right? Like what's the point? It just makes, doesn't make feel good. You know, um, you know, so if we're looking for a particular kind of feeling or a particular kind of experience, um, a particular kind of outcome, whatever that kind of outcome, whatever the outcome may be, we're going to um, go through periods where we feel like it's just not giving me what I want. I, I don't need meditation to make me feel bad. <laughs> you know, or stress, or to, to make me feel anxious, or this or that. I have enough of that in my life, right? Um, I think there are a lot of different reasons that people practice. The thing that um, keeps me coming back, and... Um, the reason why I find it at this point in my life almost unimaginable um, to miss uh, sitting every day 
or even even more than once a day is because um, I'm not really looking for meditation to to make me feel any particular way. I it's I've done it long enough to know that no matter what that desire is, it won't be fulfilled by the practice. Right? Um, that the the thing I get from practice is a sense that I'm connecting with who I really am. Um, there are different kinds of metaphors that I'm tempted to use, like coming home to myself, um, um, but it all comes down to like sort of getting back in touch with who I really am. Um, and I think putting it in those terms already suggests that we spend a lot of our times not connected, or I spend a lot of my time, I'll, I'll speak in the first person, I spend a lot of my time not connected to who I really am, not at home in myself, disconnected in some way um, from who I really am. Um, I was thinking about um, the second noble truth, you know, so the first noble truth, life is suffering. The second noble truth is, right, that the the cause of suffering is um, is desire. The, the Pali word is tanha, which is like craving, right? But it's actually thinking that um, for me, the word I'm tempted to use um, as a kind of like retranslation of the second noble truth is squirminess. Like, um, like I think so much of my life feels like it's characterized by a certain kind of squirming. Like, you know, I don't really want this feeling, right? I, I, I wish I could have a little bit more of that. You know, but it's like craving and desire, they feel kind of abstract. I mean, craving maybe it has a little bit more like teeth to it, but what it really feels like is like just like it almost like like literally like like an, I can't sit still. Like I, you know, um, and you know, you can be still. It, it's not like you're actually moving, but like in inwardly, the sense that you just can't sit with what things are like, you know, whatever they may be that you just want things to be otherwise. And it feels so uncomfortable. And you would do anything to, to have things shift. It doesn't always feel like this. I'm not saying it all. But there are, there are so many times, right, in a given day um, where we're just, at least I am, squirming in my own skin, you know. And... Um, and what that leads me to do is to kind of run away from whatever the present holds. Right? Um, and sometimes quite literally, you know, um, and often quite painfully. And I'll just, just bring it really down to earth and give you examples just from the last few days, right? It could be like, I'm having an amazing dinner with my family. Like in, in my family, we have like kind of really intentionally um, made this 
ritual of having dinner together and staying at the dinner table for a while um, to, to have conversation, to be in each other's presence. And um, it's amazing. Um, it's a gift that it's something I never experienced as a, as a child myself. And my 16-year-old daughter still wants to be at the dinner table with my wife and me and um, is happy to engage us in conversation. And she'll be there and be open and kind of just like, we're all just like waiting, you know, see what someone has to say. And I can feel even in moments like this, a little bit of this squirminess, I'm saying, not because I'm freaked out about anything particular that's happening there, but maybe just something is happening in my life. Maybe I have some anxiety about work. Um, maybe just some emotion as well about a nowhere. There's no, not even a particular reason, but just this squirminess I'm talking about arises and it makes me want to just turn away from this feeling within. But as I turn away from this feeling within, I also can't be fully present with my daughter at the dinner table, right? And so the cost of me not being present with myself and what I'm experiencing in any given moment is also I'm not fully present with the people around me. And while that may not seem so painful when you're just at the grocery store, you know, and there's a, you know, you're just dealing with like a checkout person or you're in, at work and ah, you don't really, you know, you're not that interested in some of the people you're working with anyway. But when I'm struck with this sense, because I I'm, I have cultivated enough awareness where I can see that subtle kind of closing off or turning away from my own beloved family. I say, what am I doing? Right? If I'm not here for this, which is the only thing or the thing that matters most to me in my life, then what is this life for? You know? Um, and she may not even notice, though I think kids notice a lot more than we give them credit for. She may not be able to put words to it again, but then maybe she could. But my sense is that she would sense like, oh, dad's not really totally here. He's mostly here. He loves me. I know that, but he's not really fully here, you know? Um, and the squirminess is deep enough where I can know that this is happening. And there's sometimes where I can kind of like, notice it and settle still in them. And there are times where I can't, you know, and I have known. And so the meditation practice that I do every day is something that I know will give me more of an ability to not turn away like that, both from myself and from those around me in moments like that, right? Um, to really be there, to be with myself and therefore to be with another because they go together, right? You can't be with another if you can't be with yourself. And, um, and when I don't sit as much, I can sense that it's easier to give in to the squirminess, right? Um, that kind of, that, the inner little fidgetiness um, that, that, that kind of search for distractness, search for being somewhere elsewhere, you know, and the more I, I devote myself to time in the cushion, time in the meditation seat to just being with whatever this experience 
is like moment by moment, the more I can do that at the dinner table with my daughter, right? Very simple, down-to-earth example, you know. Um, and, um, and so I know that a lot of times when I sit, it's not going to be comfortable, that there's going to be tension in the body, there's going to be this feeling of heebie-jeebies, you know, um, like, you know, I'll, I'll, an aversion to, to some kind of sensation I have or some emotion or some thought I have, right? But it's not about whether or not that particular sitting feels pleasant or comfortable. It's about can I be with that feeling without turning away from it? so that I can really be with that sensation, but also see who I am beneath that kind of reactivity, beneath that kind of squirminess, right? Who are we beyond all the kind of regular ways? Like you, all of you have different versions of the story I'm telling, right? I'm guessing that there's not one of you that can't think of in your own life examples of the ways in which you turn away both from yourself and the people you care about. You know, the people you would most not want to turn away from that. Yet, nonetheless, it's so hard to be there because it's hard to be with yourself, right? But we all have different forms of reactivity, different forms of conditioning, different stories, different patterns that characterize this particular dynamic I'm talking about. But each of us has our own and probably like a few different versions of this, you know? Um, and so if... We don't that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing when we sit, right? It's not about getting calm. It's not about getting peaceful. It's not about feeling any particular way, right? It's about finding a way to be with whatever it is that arises in any given moment and seeing who we are both as that kind of conditioning, as a pattern of reactivity, because of course that's part of who we are, right? Um, but also by doing that, see who we are sort of beyond or beneath those patterns of reactivity as well. And so, you know, why do we sit? I think we sit to find out who we really are, you know, so that we're not just those kind of patterns, those kind of reactions, those kinds of, um, that kind of conditioning, right? Um, so um, I'd like us to just now sit for a little bit these words in mind as a way of just sort of, sort of informing the spirit of this, you know, maybe let's sit for 15 more minutes together and then let's talk for a bit at the end um, of the hour about what's come up, how it is for you, how practice is going for you, okay? Um, and in keeping with, you know, what I've just said, this is gonna be about just letting our experience be as it is, just being aware of 
what each moment feels like. And to make sure that we're staying present with our experience. I will occasionally invite you to, oh, just notice how this part of your body feels. Or notice what kinds of sounds you can hear in the space around you. Just to make sure that, are we really here? Are we really like feeling what's going on here? Or have we got have we gotten lost in fantasy of some kind, you know? And just to come back and notice, okay. And what is making it difficult to stay here? What's making it, what are the thoughts or the feelings that come up that say, no, I don't want to be here? You know, that that your version of what I'm calling squirminess, right? What what's that? What comes up in you? And how does it feel when it comes up? When just don't want to be present, right? What's just what is right now? So this is just very such, I'm not going to say like simple or basic because it's one of the most hardest things you can do, right? But it's like, this is just like fundamental. Sitting practice as being with just what is and letting what is just be as it is. Not trying to make our minds feel a particular way, right? Can we just reconnect with that fundamental aspect of practice? That's what this next 15 minutes is about. Okay, so once again, please get in a comfortable position. And let your awareness Notice the sensations of the breath. Feel the rise and fall of the chest. Rise and fall of the belly. Do you notice any tension in the breath? Just notice it. Notice it as part of your experience of the breath. Kind of sensations do you notice in your head? Just let your awareness take in the head as a whole. Notice if there are particular areas where you're feeling tight or tense. Just notice that.
whenever you encounter some part of the body that feels tense or tight, the point of this practice is not to try to relax that tension, but just let your awareness soften around the tension. Let the tension be there, but just let it float in an awareness that is spacious, has room for whatever you're feeling. Let your awareness be soft and open. In the background, you're always feeling the breath moving in and out, but otherwise it's not narrowly focused on anything. It's just where the sensation of sitting here, the body breathing, the body having various kinds of sensations. Of thoughts arising, of feelings arising. and passing away. Can you hear the sounds in the space around you? One sure sign that we're become lost in thought, carried away by fantasy is we stop hearing what's going on around us. Just once in a while, just check. Can you hear? going on around you.
if you feel the mind wandering and you just want some place to bring the mind back to, just let the awareness rest on the breath, sensations of the breath, the rise and fall of the chest, rise and fall of the belly. Think of it as like a home base to come back to so that you know you're present. At some point, if it hasn't happened already, you will encounter sensations or feelings or perhaps thoughts that you have trouble accepting, that you just don't want to be with. When that happens, see that as an opportunity, not as a problem. Notice what that resistance feels like. What does it feel like to not want to experience something? a feeling, a thought, a sensation. How does the body tighten up when that happens? What does the mind do? Just observe, just notice. And see if you can just gently ever so gently open to the thought, the sensation, the feeling that you're feeling some resistance toward. Just, just to let it be there. Or at least let the resistance just be there. And then come back to the breath.
Are you having thoughts that are saying this isn't going the way it should or not the way you want, that you wish you'd feel a different way or that you'd be better at this? Notice those thoughts. Notice those thoughts as thoughts. Notice how they feel in the body and then come back to the breath, to the sounds around you. We spend so much energy and so much time trying to get somewhere, to accomplish so much, to change ourselves in various ways. This practice is an invitation to let yourself be just as you are. Can you accept that invitation? And if not, can you take an interest in the fact that it seems so hard to just let yourself be? Great. Feel free to get comfortable, move around again. So, I want to open the floor for thoughts, questions, um, comments, 
about both the practice we just did and about what I said before. Was it easy? Was it hard? Did it feel? How did it feel? Oh, well, Denise. hi, everyone. Hi, Denise. Oh, hi, Denise. Bernie. I, for some reason, I can't get my camera on. Can you hear me? We can. Okay, good. So I just I just want to say it's so good to be back and and for the opening uh, evening to have a, uh, a guidance um, to bring us back to why we're here, um, at least for me anyway. And, and I think that I will listen to this over and over again as I uh, commit to sitting more frequently mm -hmm. uh, because it is really the reason for sitting uh, for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I carry that a lot through the day as I get involved in one thing or another is just really come back to being very present with the very moment that I'm in. Um, so So the practice can be taken throughout the day for me. Right. Thank you, Denise. And it's good to have you back. Yeah. Hey, Mary, did you have something you want to say? Well, I felt, hi, everybody. I, I felt it was very timely, uh, uh, what you presented us with tonight. Um, connecting with who we really are. Uh, this summer uh, began with an exciting trip in the early part of the summer for me. And then, boy, July and August were a bit rough. Mm -hmm. And even though I would meditate, it was like thoughts were spinning out. Um, and I obviously was... I really had to keep, keep saying to myself, I release the desire to change what is happening now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that I could do that, sometimes I couldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I finally decided, oh, this must be a transition I'm living in. Mm -hmm. And so just can I be with this transition? I don't know what it is, what it's all about. I would notice it when I was with friends and other people, that I a part of me would hold back from the conversation, be examining what's going on here. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. is this what I want to be doing? Is this the person I want to be with? It just, <laughs> it was a difficult time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, it, as I said, this whole thing of 
ah, just being here, looking, noticing the patterns when I'm not being me, my and let myself be just the way I am. So mm. I'm very grateful. Thank you. It's mm. um, a nice homecoming. Thanks, Mary. It's great to have you back. And you know, like, um, and when you touched on how July and August were t- are, were tough, right? And um, how you said, um, uh, I release desire, or you're trying to say like to yourself, I release desire to um, have life, you know, to have life be different than it is, right? You know, um, and but the thing is like, as you were experiencing, there's no trick, there's no technique you can use to actually like let go in that way or to accept, right? And I think what this practice does is it brings us up to the edge of what we can tolerate both about our experience, but also ourselves. And we can't like lie to ourselves, and say like, I, this is okay. I'm just going to, you know, what we have to actually do is just be honest. Like, this is not okay. I don't, I don't want this, you know, and just feel that and be gentle with that and be with, be with their experience as, and sometimes it can take days, weeks, months, you know, um, of just being, and then something shifts and you, you don't even know what it is, but then, and then the thing becomes workable, right? you can actually like let it be genuinely rather than just tell yourself to let it be, you know? Um, but, but it requires that kind of like that, that grunt work of just being with that experience, even when, you know, honestly, it's the last thing you want. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? That, oh yeah, Marnie, yes, hi. So happy to see everybody. I was not able to sit for the last spring because I was in a Tuesday night class. So it's just so nice to be here and to see everybody and to be back. Um, and I was just noticing, so I try to sit a little bit every day. And on Fridays, I run, um, I run a women's meditation group at the rehab where I work. Mm-hmm. And something that I've noticed, especially this summer, cause I have, a, I'm working with a really kind of wonderful, consistent group of people is that um, when I'm leading a meditation and when I'm guiding people through it, my ability to be present is so much stronger and so much more at my fingertips than when I'm being guided in the meditation or when I'm trying to sit without trying to create the space for other people. And so it was interesting because some of the stuff that you were saying, Bernie, about you know, and this is a lot that I've learned from you that I try and work with, with my clients is that like, we're trying to open up the landscape so that you're not, if you're feeling resistance, then the landscape is big enough also to hold resistance. Right. And if you're feeling anxiety there, nothing is like the playing field or the the view is much wider than it. It doesn't need to be narrow. It can just expand and expand, um, which has been 
such an instructive lesson for me. Um, so I, that's something that I am often working, you know, kind of guiding, guiding us through. And as you're saying that in guiding and meditation, I'm just like, no, I don't want to feel this way. I feel so deeply, I feel mm -hmm. so unable to do it. Um, mm -hmm. in a way when I, I guess when I'm, I'm being asked for to, I, it's really interesting how, how it shifts when yeah. I'm the one creating it versus when I'm being invited to do it. It's really unusual. So I just want to share that. Well, now you know the secret reason why I'm leaving these classes again, because it's, out of self-interest. Um, but no, yeah. And that's so great. Marty, what you said is just great. It's just great to share that. I mean, there, there are just times, no matter how much you've done this and what you've experienced where you're just like, no, you know, and that's like all you can do is just like a little bit like what Mary was talking, right? It's just like, no. And I think we have to just kind of like, that's, I think that's where the kind of sitting for a long period of time, it really builds that perspective. Where you say, I've been through this. I've been through this kind of like roadblock. I've been through these dry spells. I've been through this. And I, and I don't know what it is, you know? And I think that the, the, the real trick is not looking for some new trick, right? You know, not looking for some new method or some, you know, new technique or the, as if that's going to be the thing that will get you out of it, but just like to actually really like settle around that. And that's so hard. It just is hard. Yeah. But it's also the thing that will heal and really um, cause deep transformation in the long run. Yeah. Because of course that's the irony, right? That's the thing. It's a paradox. Like, all the messaging is all about like let be don't try to change things but of course like at some deep level that is what causes radical transformation it's like one we can and and then you start to realize actually it was the very impulse to improve myself to fix myself that was keeping me stuck you know and but yeah it's so hard to stop doing that yeah <clears throat> I'll leave the space open for a bit, just a bit, if anyone has another thing they'd like to share, but as ever, no pressure. Well then, I think I'm going to say goodnight and once again just say how much I appreciate that you all came back the first night we did this together. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to see so many familiar faces. I mean, I, I know everyone on the screen and it's really wonderful to see you all. And um, I hope I see you again. Um, and yeah, actually, you know, what Marty was saying, like, I was only, I was kind of half joking. That's like that, that one. I think the thing that really, um, I, I've, I'll say a little bit more maybe in later weeks about why I stepped back and why I, 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 um, and came back to the group, but, um, the community, uh, um, is actually a big part of what drew me back. It was just really nice to practice with you all. Um, it feels very important, very nourishing. Um, and so it is really good 
really, really good to see you all here. So thank you for being here, as always. Okay. Good night, everyone. Great to, great to see you, Bernie. And I just got this today. Oh, excellent. It's 